Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved. I am joined by a very special guest today. We have Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, the best-selling author of Fierce Love here today. Jackie, welcome. Thank um, you so much. We had such an interesting start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. And, um, Let's have technology troubles, why don't we? But we're here now. But you know what's so interesting is like, and, and we can actually go into the book. We can talk about this whole idea of finding that patience and inner courage, because I really do believe that where we go in those moments of frustration, for me anyway, it really shows me what I need to work on, like what I need mm. to do moving forward. And even now with all the spiritual tools I have, I still find myself having a hard time when people tell me to calm down, right? If somebody's like, when has that ever worked, right? If yeah. somebody, if if somebody tells you to calm down, you are inflamed for sure, right? <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I just, I keep, I talk about this a lot because I I want us to learn a different type of vernacular to express what the desire is. So what is the desire behind that, do you think? Yeah, I think on one level, it's please don't freak me out. <laughs> the base level back here, the base of the brain is you're beginning to freak me out. Please don't freak me out. So I'm going to tell you to calm down. But actually, I'm really asking myself to calm down, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. I think it's it's a kind of cry for help. I'm afraid. I'm nervous. Your energy's bigger than I know what to do with. Mm-hmm. But boy, what would you rather someone say? I um, mean, Rosie, you're. Let's breathe. That could get you in trouble too. Though. <laughs> yeah, I find that also. Like the, I can see you're upset. You know that yeah, yeah. to me can also be a little bit disjointing. I think what yeah. I find works is I hear you, I can see Mm -hmm. that you're upset and I I can feel how upset you are. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a moment because I don't want to upset you. You know, that type of thing where it's a little bit more empathetic, you know, that to me neutralizes it instantly. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Did you write that in your book? That's good. No, <laughs> no I I, these are things that I think are common knowledge, but I guess they aren't, you know, I just, I don't know. But anyway, I, they're, they're not, they're in not that, in that fight. I, I can't, I know I took this out, a large section of the book out where I was doing the fight flight response <sighs> thing, because actually there's different research now, but it, it does feel to me really true that when we, 
are in that threat place, that danger place, calm down in flames. I can hear you, I can feel you, I can see you is empathy, that's right. But we also just kind of want to go running screaming from the place sometimes, right? And almost, it's almost that no matter what someone says, if you're ready to go run screaming, you're going to go run screaming because that's what you think you need to do to be okay. Yeah. And why did right? we take that out of the book? I don't know. I took it out of the book because I was a little nervous about the research there. But, oh, I, but I, I, do think, I do think this idea of a, of a timeout, that's what we give our kids, but I think we have to give it for ourselves too. Like, you know, I'm so upset right now. I should stop talking is what we need to say, you know, and just yeah. take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you pertaining to sure. the book because yeah. it was so beautifully written. And I love the, the subtitle is a bold path to ferocious courage and rule breaking kindness that can heal the world. So the first question I know, because I've, I know the stories in the book, but if you can share with the audience why you chose that subtitle for your book. It was really brave. And um, I know you've got a new book coming out too. It's really brave to open your soul up and pour it out on the pages. And as I was writing and thinking about how brave it was to tell the truth, how brave it was to confront my own story, I thought, well, that's, well, that's ferocious courage. That's, that's not moral courage. That's just not courage, courage. That's, it's ferocious courage to enter into some of these practices that I'm calling us to. It's vulnerable, it's risky, it's frightening, but I think it's so worth it, Rosie, to just step into this love space, this radical love space, and show yourself. Did you ever see that movie? I felt like it was Raquel Welch's daughter. They were, maybe it was Cocoon was the name of it. And they were these aliens that, right, remember? And the cocoon was in the water yeah. and, the, and the people got youth from the water. Yes. So by the time you got to the alien, who was a beautiful woman, she unzipped herself, right? She took off her skin and all she was inside was light. So this is the ferocious courage is to just show ourselves to each other. Our needs, our wants, our desires, our fears, our dreams, our hopes, our passion, our sensuality, all of that. If we just show it to each other, it is ferocious courage, but it invites ferocious courage and rule-breaking kindness, right? I tell the story of that woman who basically saved me when I was in yeah. Canada. She didn't have any business driving me around white lady driving this black kid around with, with my big afro and my american self like yeah. what was she doing i love that she really broke the rules she broke the cultural rules right to come into my space and to help me yeah the other thing that i really found poignant to me and it pertains to what you're talking about the courage it takes to be a truth teller essentially mm -hmm. and how being confronting can be very, it could be very vulnerable to confront yes. people, especially with their truth, right? So the question I have with regard to that is, what do you do when you want to confront somebody with the truth or how you feel and it's not received well? Yeah. You know, that's everything right there. I mean, that's the whole ball game. I think it's probably got something to do with how we bring it. You know, you just were love incarnate while we were trying to get this technology fixed. 
The, and that just, no, but you were. But that has something to do with your, that has something to do with your interior wiring, is what I'm trying to say. And so if we're going to confront someone and want it to go well, I think we have to wire ourselves with I statements, with our feelings are facts. You know, I feel is a fact. It's my fact, mm-hmm. not yours. I feel sad. I feel hurt. I feel dissed. I feel disappointed. You know, I feel unseen. Okay. Well, no one's going to get defensive about your feelings. They're a fact. But if you come with, you made me feel, you will... No, you have to be responsible for your own feelings and describing your own feelings. So I think it's how we confront is one. And then two, in a way, you have to let go of the outcome, Rosie, right? Because in my story, I I confront my dad. I I try to do it with respect. And dad, this, I can't believe this happened. I got nothing for his part of the the transaction. I got me being respectful as I can, me trying to tell my truth, own my truth. It's my truth, it's my feelings. And then let go of the outcome because I can't manage him. I just can't. I can only manage me. The only person I can change in the dynamic is me. So I think those three things, kind of respectful, I statement, being as truthful as you can without stamping out someone else's soul, Mm -hmm. and then letting go of the outcome. Yeah, it's such a it it feels a bit of there's some nuisance in there, right? Like it's nuanced. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Yes. Yeah, it is a very nuanced way of of being because you have to maintain your integrity while at the same time respecting the truth of somebody else. I don't know that we have too much training in that right now, especially in the last year and a half. Right. Right. We don't. We don't. And I don't know. Rosie, we could write whole curriculum for little kids where we teach them instead of teaching them fake kindness, right? Like, don't help Tommy that his fly is down or, you know, don't let Barbara know that when she takes your lunchbox, it makes you angry. What if we instead were saying we little people are going to be these truth warriors and loving truth warriors. So you always get to tell the truth. You get to say, mommy, I'm scared. Or you get to say, daddy, that hurt. Or you get to say, I feel left out. But your only little world is you. If we would teach young people this, where you and I, nobody, where do you learn how to tell the truth when it's hard? What's that class you take? Telling the truth when it's hard. <laughs> you know, right. we don't. Right. But if we could just begin to model that for our people, our little ones, we could grow up a generation of people who will be able to say the things that should be said, Rosie, before there's violence, before mm-hmm. there's race crap, before there's fight. And if we just could talk it out, we could reduce that kind of noise. I think. Yeah. I think you're 100% right. And I totally agree. And I really feel that we don't give little people enough credit. I think that we sort of create this handicap, so to speak, of their ability because we feel that they're too young to understand. I, as you're saying this, it, it reminds me of, for me, I was kind of taught to not tell the truth to authority, not because I was, they, yeah. my parents wanted me to lie, but we lived in an environment where if I told on our neighbor who was in a gang, mm. Of that he did yeah. something wrong. It's a very layered, complex position yeah. to be in. And at the same time, it's 
I think it would have been it would have been important for my parents to have this sort of nuanced conversation with me. I I think I would have understood it, but I but you still don't really have the capacity to understand all of that. All you learn is, yeah, don't don't say how you feel. We just don't you don't know, you know, how far to take it. So I think what you're saying I agree with what you're saying with regard to teaching kids when they're young to express what they feel instead of saying, oh, don't be rude or that's not being nice or, you know, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's just so, there's so much there. Why don't we teach this? And I mean, this would be great if we teach this, you know, to everybody as a curriculum and I'm holding the book up so people can see it, but I'm of the love school. I think that everything can be accomplished. We can uh, build bridges. We can create a deeper understanding by coming from a state of love and kindness. And I know that this is so much of your work. I I watched a couple of your talks on YouTube, a couple of sermons that you did. And I was so inspired and moved because there is such power and such warmth and such a desire to activate when it's coming from a place of love as opposed to something that's coming from a place of anger and hate, right? Absolutely. That's right, Rosie. And, you know, this love stuff that we're talking about, the kind of love we're talking about isn't the namby-pamby codependent love thing, right? It's hard. It's fierce. It's, it takes risks. It makes your head hurt, right? I've got to have a a tough conversation later today um, with one of my colleagues and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm really not looking forward to it. But I know that I have to set an intention and that and that's can sound woo-woo to people, but what do I want? Do I what do I want? I want this colleague to understand my point of view and declare theirs, right? I'm their boss. I want to understand their point of view. I want to share my point of view. And then the outcome I want is for us to, to agree that what's been happening between us is not acceptable. Right. Mm. So I have the power in that relationship. I get to go like. You know, mm. shaking my fingers, folks. But, but is that really what I want? I don't really want that. I don't want their ego to smash. I don't want them to feel mm. humiliated. I don't want them to feel disrespected. I don't, because I don't want to feel that way. So we could have a whole, I mean, I think this fierce love thing could translate to kid teaching. We could have a whole army of lovers who understand, God, I'm amazing. I'm lovable. I'm lovable. I deserve to be loved. I'm going to love myself. I'm just going to do that because whatever, a faith, I'm an image of God. I've got a divine spark. I'm just fabulous. I'm stardust, but I'm good. Then I'm less brittle, less touchy, less jealous, competitive, right? Less all the things that we do when we don't feel good and we're like, all everything is crabs in a barrel and you know i'm against you mm-hmm. we can turn that generosity out to our neighbors then and the non-possessive delight right that definition right. of love in the butt to our neighbors and then all of us in the world who doesn't want to be part of a kindness movement <laughs> right exactly what, well right that sounds good right let's yeah. have a kindness movement yeah i can't imagine anybody would be resistant to that. And if they are, obviously there's work that needs to be done there. You're done. Um, yeah. Santa baby, the holiday season is upon us and you don't know what you're going to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor Manscaped 
has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer competition. How do I know this? Because all of my male friends got the same gifts last year and I was the winner. Okay, no, but seriously, thank you, Manscaped, for giving me an excuse to get all the gifts he's been needing all year round. Manscaped's changed more than 4 million men worldwide for the better. If the math is correct, it's almost 8 million balls. Trust me, friends, this is the gift that keeps giving all year round. So head over to manscaped.com forward slash radically loved to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com forward slash radically loved. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping. And remember, the holidays are right around the corner. So order as soon as you can to get it in time for the holidays. And here's a little bonus. I'm going to give you my pro tips for stocking stuffers. The Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner just launched, so it's about time he stops stealing yours. The second is the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. Ladies, you may want to borrow this one too. Number three, Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit. There are plenty of options. So head over to manscaped.com forward slash radically loved to get 20% off plus free shipping. One other topic that I wanted to discuss with regard to, you know, the book is dealing with grief, mm-hmm. especially yeah. again, we're in a time where a lot of us are experiencing this collective grief of just the state that yes. we're in with yep. COVID, with people losing their jobs, with the planet the way it is. I mean, right now, yeah. as we speak, there is an oil spill right off the coast of Huntington Beach, and I'm in Southern California, wow. and it's just wow. devastating. And how then do we reconcile this state of the world and still be solely committed to this fierce love? Yeah, thank you for that beautiful question. And prayers for all the things in California, right? Fires, oil spills. I mean, wow. This Mother Earth is just she's not happy with us. Mm-mm. I think that this is right. And I'm pulling this from my memory. This expression, Han, this collective grief that the Korean community began to talk about after World War II. So I just was fascinated by it. I think in a West Wing show, too, there was a piano player from Korea that wanted to defect and come to America. But this idea of the whole community lamenting, the whole community grieving, we are at a time where almost to be human in the world is to be in a state of grief around COVID, around the loneliness, around the loss of job, around the loss of identity as a good people, you know, like that question, who do we want to be? Like, who are we? I mean, I think mm. people are so thrashing about, like, who, what are we doing? How are we going to do it? And honestly, it's overwhelming. And grief, my sweet mom, you know, before she died, her brother died, and she did this all this, like, Kubler-Ross, nine stages of grief. She'd be telling us, I feel like that stage, too. But grief causes us to be angry. Grief causes us to be sad, brittle. If we could just, again, knowledge is power. If we could just say, my, my colleague is grieving. That's why she's acting cray-cray today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. My child is grieving. That's why he's having a tantrum. Just a little less judgment and a little more compassion. Mm. I mean, wow, I just think, and it starts here. 
if I if I can't give myself a break, like I just made my husband crazy with the technology, but I'm not good at technology. I'm just not good at it. Like I'd like them to know yourself. I'm not. I try. This is my fourth interview today on Zoom. And I try to have it all set. The movies in the seventh house. The light is here. You know. But I'm not good at it. So to know also the limits of my stuff, mm-hmm. and know the limits of my neighbor's stuff. Most of us are doing the best we can. Most yeah. of us, not all yeah. of us, but most of us are doing the best we can. Yeah, I love what you're saying. It it takes it. Yeah, it puts us into a state of empathy and in a state of compassion because more often than not, we are just having our own experience. And I love what you said in the beginning because it is true that we have a feeling just because somebody disagrees with us or maybe we're wrong. It doesn't negate the fact that we're having the experience that we're having. Right. That's right. That's right. And everybody. Right. All the people on the subway, all the people on the highway, on the 405, all the people in the grocery store, all the people at work, everybody's having their own interior life that you're bumping into. <laughs> They're set up their feelings, their feels. And so what if we just could say to ourselves, that's likely not about me, but it's real for them. So let's, you know, let's see yeah. what this is. Yeah. And so to be able to see what that is exactly, if you were to spell that out, what does that look like? Does that, are you saying like to be compassionate or hold space for people to listen or to give them space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm saying all of that. And um, maybe I'm talking about being curious, you know, in the first section of the book is self. The second is posse. And the third is the world. And I think what I said about the self could be true about the world, right? So tell the truth. That's for you know, I'm putting that practice in the first section of the book, but it's for the whole book. Truth here, truth to me, truth to my posse, truth to the world. So that story, the, the being curious about the story, like I say, we need to mine our own stories. You're the expert on your story, me on mine. What's in this? What happened? Why did it happen? Why did I do that? What did, why did I react that way? Well, I also can have that kind of holy curiosity for my neighbor's story. Make space for that. You said, I love the way you said that, but like just to make space for someone to tell you, this is what's up for me. Which if we're not so boxing, mm. what's going on with you? What is happening for you right now? How can I be a better listener for the, for the thing behind the thing, for the, mm. for the feeling behind the behavior, for the need behind the, crazy, but you know, for the yearning yeah, is maybe a bit, right? Something's happening. Could I be curious about it? And it's almost like the right, Rosie, if we're reading a book, you know, the book is already written. You just are turning the page. You're just checking it out. So let's check out that story. What is that? What happened to you? What happened when you were little? What happened with the gang story? What, you know, like learn, listen, pretty soon we might find things in common and we just don't have to be so strung out about the other person's stuff because it's their stuff, not yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense? It's totally 100%. I love, I love that is really striking uh, a chord for me right now, especially being in a situation where I'm having to be that person that needs to be curious. And I, I, I also want just to hear what your thoughts are when yeah, you're the person that's curious and maybe you feel a little bit resentful that the other person isn't being as curious. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <'cause>, because <laughs> right? you're like, I have that's nothing to say. Happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> that's gonna happen because, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're on a journey, and they're on a journey, and you're not the same. Yeah. So yeah, and I think the way we are wired from the crib, you know, to swat the other baby and take their toy, or you know, there's this mm-hmm. kind of whole survival strategies that we've developed of competition and mm-hmm. mine. Yes. My grandchildren love each other to pieces, but every now and then big sister will be like, the it'll just like, it's mine. Yeah. So we're on our own separate journeys. And it's absolutely true that your intention to be loving and wholly curious and all that kind of stuff, the other person may or may not be there. What's ideal is you keep modeling the behavior you hope for because that's all you can do right i'm I'm talking to my dad dad you know when you i feel therefore you're like "Ah," you know whatever he's not gonna he's not necessarily exactly where i am on that journey but is it worth it doing it anyway i think it is you know it is yeah it's just hard yeah it's hard our takeaway today it's hard (laughs) to do this and it's right. It's good to try. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I, it is hard. <laughs> I really love that because it it really gives this sort of like antiseptic to the discomfort because it is yes. uncomfortable and it's not fun to yeah. be. And I say that really coming from this place of I'm in this right now, just like you have to go do this hard thing in a little bit. I did the hard thing and now I'm sitting in the discomfort of how this is going to be received. But I feel really good about sharing my truth and being able to, Mm. like, I know in my heart that my heart is open. I always, like you said, I set the intention and I want the best outcome Mm. for everybody I don't think anybody loves to be in conflict. And I think if they do, then there's other things, like you said in the story, there's other (laughs) layers to that that's coming from some other, their past childhood, whatever sort of wiring they had, conditioning. And part of maybe our lesson in that is to be more understanding, more open, to surrender the results and not be so attached to everything that you said about setting an intention and just wanting the best outcome for, for everybody. And I think that the biggest issue that I've heard, even from some of the listeners that listen to this podcast, they always want to know, yeah, how they can live a radically loved life today. And because of the state of the world over the last year and a half, I noticed that a lot of the questions that have been coming in have to do with how do you deal with a family member or a friend that doesn't have the same values as you or the same beliefs as you? How do I continue to love them and have compassion for them even if we have a disagreement? And I think yeah. that that's, that's everything that we've talked about. And really that's what, that's what fierce love is about, right? Yep. And what's fierce about this love is, is this is not, I'm going to say, this is not skip to the loo my darling, running through the daisies, no. love. <laughs> right, not, not at all. It's not those commercials where the wafting of flowers and the slow motion run to hug. You know, this kind of love is like duty 
and damn it. And I'm hanging in there with you, you know, though you're making me crazy. And like all these other expressions that we would give of the, the truth of, it is just not magic. It's just not magic. It's just work and intention and patience and grace and laugh at each other with each other and have a resilience button and don't expect it to be perfect the first day because it's not, it's just, it's fierce. It's yeah. demanding. Yeah. It's demanding. The, the last question I have with regard to this topic is what is your recommendation with dealing with a little bit of resentment? We Let's say we went through this whole thing. I expressed yeah. myself, I shared, and there's just like this tinge of, does that go away over time? Is there a way that you would recommend us dealing with that, letting it go? Do we still continue to talk about it? Is it different for people? The resentment that you feel about or the person that you said it to? Would, yeah, like my resentment. Both, either like one. My resentment. resentment. Yeah. 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 Resentment is like the stuff of air. I mean, <laughs> it just is. I think it is, right? I mean, we know it yeah. is. We, we were like, oh, we're not resentful. Yes, we are. We, we are, we feel put upon, we feel sad, we feel unworthy, we feel unready, we feel unseen, you know? So I think the antidote to that feeling, Rosie, is, the, is that, that self-love muscle, you know? How would I say? There's a story I tell in this book about my mom kind of not knowing the bad touch story, really, or finding it out and not really being able to deal. There was a time, you know, where I had to say to myself, my mother is the best mother she can be. She is a wonderful mother. And there might be something I need from her that she can't give me. So what am I going to do with that? The first move on that is to resent that. Or is it that I get it for myself? Do I love my, do I get it? To, do I give it to myself? Do I give myself that? That, do I find that in friends? And I think that's like that, Rosie, for all of those resentments, you know, like, this person did not perfectly receive my thing. They are not jamming and tracking. They, I did not convert them to be, <laughs> to be fabulous in the first talk. And there's a gap between what I hope for and what is. That's resentment, right? The yeah. gap between what I hope for and what is. So how do you fill that gap? Let me keep looking over here at this person and see if they're going to show up. Or can I soothe myself? All the little people that learn how to like suck their finger to soothe themselves or rock themselves to soothe themselves or play with blocks. We adults have to have a self-soothe muscle, a self-love muscle that can soothe us when there is a space between <laughs> what we want and what's real. Fill it with chocolate, fill it with a hot bath. I mean, <laughs> right? So fill it with a walk on the beach. Right. Because that person is not going to show up at 11.02 p.m. with exactly what you need, no matter what you say. So if we can give some of that to ourselves, I think we can just live happier, fierce love lives. Oh, I love this. Yes. Thank you so much. I love this, too. Can we do this again? This is yeah, cool. Yeah, we can do it. We can. When is your book coming out? Uh, my book comes out book? February 22nd, 22222. Oh, and it's, cool. And it's called You Are Which, Radically Loved. I want to come back and talk to you about your book. Please. Okay, we'll do we'll it. Do <laughs> we'll do it. Yes. And I, I want to be respectful of your time. And this has been so 
enlightening to say the least. It's it's this book, you, everybody listening, please go and get this book, Fierce Love. And we will put the link for the book in the show notes. We're so grateful for you. And I do have one Thank final you. question that I ask all sure. of my guests. But before we do Love that, it. where can people go for more information if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, my church website is middlechurch.org. That's so easy, middlechurch.org. And also my personal website is easy, JackieJLewis.com. And that's where the book stuff is. We've got all kinds of goodies for pre-order. Please pre-order the book. If you guys are curious about the book, buy it. It's uh I think it's a great conversation starter. We're going to do book clubs with folks. We've got good goodies, journals and calendars, all kinds of things if you buy it early. And, you know, buy books from women, honey, because it matters. So right? do that. That's what <laughs> you know? I'm saying. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Just you guys, specifically, you know, us women of color, like let's, Hello. Hello. let's Hello. please uh, <laughs> yes. do this. Thanks. We have a huge Latinx audience that listens to this podcast. So they oh, hear yeah. me talk about this all the time. Okay. Final question. Yeah. I started this podcast because I wanted to create a place where people can go to, to get inspired, to feel supported. And the whole idea is that we are radically loved by God, source, higher power, whatever your belief system is, the universe Mm -hmm. works for us, not against us. And so the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? I do feel radically loved by by source, by God, by love. I like to call God love. My mom, early on, taking Eucharist, you know, communion, Mm -hmm. said God will always love you and God will never leave you. And I took that deeply in. So I do feel like there is a holy holy other that partners with me, kicks it with me, is inside me and outside of me and around me in the folks after that. But I also feel radically loved by, by my, my man and my grandkids. Human beings stand in for God in the most powerful way. There's this weird scripture, wonderful scripture, how can you love God whom you can't see and you hate your brother whom you can see? But I think the obverse is when you love your brother or your sister, you are loving God, right? This, this is the transaction. We love each other. We're loving the God in each other. And I have great family that makes me feel so special. Mm. So that, that makes me feel radically loved as well. Thank you so much. Thank I, you so much, Rosie. I'm wishing you and your listeners so much love, so much radical love. Thank you so much. And we are doing the same. Please come back and join us again. I love class. it. I'd love to have this conversation with you again. <laughs> and maybe we could do it in studio. You know, we have a studio, oh, yeah. a Mod Pod studio in person in Pasadena. So maybe the oh, next time fantastic. we do this, we can do it in person. So... Um, I would love an excuse to come to California. Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much. Everybody listening, thank you you all so much for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with a friend. Maybe something was said here that really resonated with you. Maybe you know it'll resonate with somebody else. And uh, we love you. You are radically loved and radically supported. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you, Rosie. Take care. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.